People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel and now on with this week's show. Thank you for joining us again, Brothers Talk family, in the den, kitchen, barbershop, backyard, corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur your critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community and welcome first-time listeners. We're glad you joined us as we look forward to you becoming part of our worldwide family and spreading the word about this podcast, where we promote critical thought, enlightened conversations, and new business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. As we record this particular episode, we're doing so with that old familiar weight of the world on our shoulders as Black African Americans, because once again, the ugly sphere of racism has erupted with the force of an atomic bomb reminding all of us just how deadly it is to be one of us. Somebody listening might say that atomic bomb is too strong a metaphor, that it's hyperbole, and that maybe I didn't mean to go that far. Well, let me do a little unpacking. That's exactly what I meant, because when this country, the only nation to ever unleash a nuclear weapon on another people, the Japanese, they weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting that kind of ferocious inhumanity, even though they were in the middle of a fighting a world war and no one else knew what was about to happen. And shortly after eight o'clock in the morning, the United States, with I'm sure no amount of payback in mind since Pearl Harbor was attacked around that exact same time of day, hell on earth was experienced by the people of Hiroshima, followed by Nagasaki. Two horrors that not only forced the Japanese to surrender, but also have served as a deterrent to hopefully never have anyone have to experience that kind of nightmare ever again. Well, each time there's a red summer, a Rosewood, a Tulsa, a Mother Emanuel, and now a Buffalo mass killing of us for no other reason than the color of our skin, it's the same effect on our psyche that at any given minute, any second now, some racist white person, typically a male, without provocation may just be inclined to act on his hateful indoctrination of fragile white supremacy fueled by his way too easy access to assault weapons and in my life or the lives of any other black African-American people, again, only because of our skin color. So let me say this as clearly as I can. Black lives matter is because we don't. And we have to use our minds to demand the respect that our sheer humanity deserves through our actions. And yes, if we only start to use our minds critically and constructively instead of destructively, we'll stop destroying each other and we can start implementing our gifts, talents, and abilities to start businesses, wheel power politically, and demand that this nation repay us what we're owed for that 244 years of forced free labor and the next 159 years of state-sponsored discrimination that leads to the kinds of ugly incidents like we've experienced. Finally, COVID has once again proven that we've got to be dumber than many animals because it seems that most of God's other creations all know how to avoid unnecessarily dangerous situations and do what they need to do to survive. 
So how can we tout ourselves as the highest form of creation or evolution? Please get vaccinated with your boosters, wear your mask, limit your travel, and avoid crowds that don't practice safety. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noam. Hey, family. Thanks for your continued support, as always. Uh, Rod, Rod covered a lot of topics that were necessary, and I, I agree with everything that he said. Uh, one of the things that I think we need to start thinking about is what can we do? Because, you know, we're, we're screaming and hollering about how Black people are being abused by the police, you know, we, the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, there's been a lot done, but nothing still hasn't happened. I mean, hadn't slowed down uh, racist cops. People, they're still just, people tend to still believe whatever they say, even when there's video evidence and there are eyewitnesses. So, you know, collectively as a people, we got to decide what we're going to do and who we're going to be. We got to, first of all, we got to stop killing each other. We got to address that issue that's going on in the inner cities in Chicago and Compton and other places, uh, major inner cities. We got to address that. That's a, that's our problem. And we're just, we just been letting it linger. And once we address that and people, I think if people see that we care about what's, what our own people are doing to each other, then maybe we'll start seeing some changes. Uh, go out there, be safe. The virus is, is coming back in full force. Norm? Thanks, Scott. And I just wanted to address something Rod said in regards to the killing in Buffalo. You know, many people wanted to say um, that was about mental illness. And I wanted to remind them that history does not really confirm that. That's about racism and racism in this country specifically. So let's not try to make excuses for the slaughter of African people on this continent. It is what it is. It's white supremacy and it's racism. And for those who still support the Democratic Party, am I correct to believe that Joe Biden just earmarked $33 billion for the Ukraine and we've got nothing for our 400 years of suffering here? Am I correct there? I believe you are. So this week, we are looking at a number of situations across the country and it's way too easy to find them. But the bottom line is too many black law enforcement professionals are busy being the worst perpetrators of white racism. You can look in pretty much any major city that has a black person at the head of their law enforcement personnel, police chiefs, district attorneys, and you see some of the worst examples of absolute racism toward black people. It's like they're the instruments, they're the modern day overseers, those who were promoted back in the days of enslavement to go out and rain terror on their own people as a way for them to try to prove to the white masters that they could trust them. And so we've got situation after situation now where you, you are no longer surprised. It used to be that you would be sort of surprised when you saw a black police chief after one of these racist shootings of unarmed people or a situation of police brutality. But now it's almost like what the buffer has been is for these communities 
to put in one of these handkerchief head black people who are in the job of police chief or district attorney, and they are carrying out the wishes of the white supremacists. And if we don't get to the point where we are going to call them out, then they are letting basically the cops get off with the pass. You got situations like in Henry County in Georgia or the situation where that bus of those black volleyball players for Delaware State were stopped in Georgia. And you've got these two situations as well as Chicago and L.A. and other cities across the country where you've got black police chiefs. And Phoenix is another example where the racism being perpetrated out there is something that white supremacists would applaud. Rod, it's, 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 it's funny that you list, you name um, all of those uh, police police uh, uh, stations or locations, and it's many more because even uh, when that was happening out there in Seattle, I think their, their, their uh, police chief was, was, uh, was a black woman somewhere out there in Washington. And, and what they do is they just kind of be disingenuous. They don't, they just kind of nibble around the truth and won't just come out and be forceful like they should. And they, they kind of, like you say, carry the water. It's like, it's like in management. It, you know, that's like this kind of unwritten rule and everybody know that if you got a manager screwing up and then screwing up and screwing up and screwing up, management won't admit that they made a mistake by hiring that guy. So they move him around and move him around, especially white guys. They move him around, but everybody knows he screwed up. And, and, that, and that's seen to be what's, what, what's happening here, especially with the black cops, because you see that all the time. Uh, they come out there uh, kind of hiding evidence. And it might not just be the black cops. Look at what Lightfoot did in Chicago, uh, how, how she tried to cover up and protect some of that nonsense that the police, Chicago Police Department was doing. You know, so we have some black, black people in these key positions that aren't doing right by our people. And there aren't any voices out there saying anything about it. And we need to change that. Well, the beauty in regards to having a black face need a racist institution is it's harder for many to claim racism because you are talking about a black face. And that's the beauty of it. They realize that so they can just basically get one of our people to do their bidding. You see it in politics all the time. Now you see in law enforcement in several major cities, which you have the same racist agenda, the same white supremacy, but now you have a black person representing it and enforcing the same laws and uh, institutional racism. And so, you know, there was always an old trope about the military that black people who were serving in the military typically were Republicans. And I think you can probably say the same thing about black folks in law enforcement as a kind of a general rule. I mean, there are exceptions because I've got black people in law enforcement in my family and, you know, we have conversations and they don't support a lot of this stuff. They actually realize oh, they are pushing upstream because they are usually not the ones who are in the top position. But they'll tell you that a lot of times those who get to the top identify as Republican or conservative. And that's part of the reason they can get there. Cause as you said, Scott, they carry the water. You know, I think back to the days when they used to talk about how out in Compton and in LA, 
that the people out there were always more afraid if they would send the black cops into their neighborhoods, because just like we said earlier, the black cops would be so intent on trying to prove that they weren't going to favor black people, that they would go overboard in their brutality and in their their attempts to, to show the white master that they were on their side. And so I don't see that basically anything more than that mentality seems to have spread through a whole lot of other police departments throughout the country. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, the more we talk about this and, and, and how obvious, it just seems like it's just something that, that happens all the time. It, it's like, like we just, we, we're conditioned to it now because it, it's, it's not like randomly happening. Uh, it seems like every place where there is a black policeman, uh, chief, poli uh, police chief, it's been one of those kind of situations where they didn't do the right thing. And, you know, they tried to protect the establishment, which usually was some white cop that was, uh, had done something to somebody black. And you're right, Norm, that's, that's exactly why they put him in there. They gave him cover. So, but you still can say racism. It, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, whether they're black or not. They still, you, you can still say that, hey, because you can show that you're treating me differently because of my race. And after their tenure as heading these organizations, they're then rewarded by the white power structure, generally in some kind of political way to advance their career. And Rod, we were discussing the attorney general of Kentucky and how he's running for governor at this point. Right. And this is the same handkerchief head who refused to indict or prosecute the killers of Breonna Taylor. And, you know, he stood behind those cops when you couldn't have a more egregious example of what it means for cops to be out of control and just shooting. And they could have killed many more people the way they were just shooting through walls and everything. And, but as you said, he is in Dutch with Mitch McConnell. And so he is the truest definition of somebody who just flat out cooning. And that's the kind of person that they like. He's the Tim Scott mentality. You know, they all tend to be ready to toe the line. And it really is sad to just think about how they can betray their own people under the guise of just wanting to fit in with white folks. And that's it. I mean, uh, want to be accepted. And Clarence Thomas is, is, is the epitome of it. He's the extreme of it. And uh, maybe some of those guys watching what he's doing, emanating with him. I don't know what the motivation is other than to be uh, stroked and pat on the head and, and praise to please Massa and treat Massa like, you know, he's a father figure. And just just seems like they're okay with that. They're okay with being treated like uh, not equal or subhuman. They seem to be they seem to be okay with that. And I, I just don't get that. And where did that come from? And Rod, I just wanted to mention something regarding the AG of Kentucky. When he when he brought the um, the police, um, when he tried to indict them, basically. Even people on the jury suggested that he really didn't want to try these guys. He held back evidence, literally, and this was all a political move, which is very obvious, but he put 
the humanity and the justice of our people behind his own political motives. And that's pretty obvious. And that's what they do. You know, he has his blonde Sue at his side as a wife, which is almost like a telltale signal in a lot of instances. But as we said, you don't have to go across very few stories to find another example of one of these black faces on white souls, as I guess I'll call them, because they really are, as Angela Rye said, and we love that quote, all skin folk ain't kin folk, because these individuals will consistently toe the line and become much tougher. And yet they'll be the first ones out there to try to tell black people that they need to stop depending on white people and pull themselves up by their own bootstrap when they owe their entire existence to white people. And yet the hypocrisy never seems to dawn on them. The sad thing about that to me, and I guess I can say scary too, is that we're seeing more and more of it, not less and less. I mean, you know, you would see it, you know, in the past few years, you'll see it here and there and, you know, mm, you know, not make a big deal. But now it just seems like it's almost becoming commonplace. And, and that's kind of scary to me because if you take a look at the direction that the Republicans, the French part of the Republican Party is trying to take the country, it seems like those people would be in line with that. They would be okay with that. And, and that's why they're in that position. They're in some serious, uh, you know, you chief of police, you know, that's that's a that's a, a serious position to be in uh, for. It, it's, it, it looks like they will fall in line with whatever, whatever these people decide to do. Now I'm just gonna talk about the political side for a moment. And my favorite example of this would be Senator Tim Scott who often sits and complains about the racism that he's encountered, but in regards to any legislation or actually doing anything about the racism, he votes with the racist and supports the white supremacy openly. <laughs> and again, he's been handsomely rewarded for his efforts. Yeah. Self-hatred is a powerful thing. So finally, I guess what we're ultimately trying to say is just like last week, when we say we're tired of being still told about the first this and that, because oftentimes in a lot of these police departments, it's the first black police chief, first black district attorney and whatnot. And so what we really need to do as a people is to be really suspicious and question the motivation and the motives of these people that they are now choosing to put up as these first black police chief, first black captain, first black attorney general, all of these positions, because history tells us that at the end of the day, they actually will betray us more than they will support us. That's how we feel about it. And so in our Black Business Spotlight of the Week, again, in the month of May, we want to continue to encourage each and every one of you out there to not only go out, find, and patronize a Black business, but to encourage everyone that you know to do so as well. We're making May booming Black Business Month. So let's see exactly how much of the $1.5 trillion we generate as consumers each year can stay in our community. We've got our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, one household at a time in its second year, 
And we want to put a laser focus on what happens when we put our minds to it to support our own and establish more Black businesses. So that's a wrap for another program. God willing, we'll keep the focus on the issues that impact our community on a path to a better future. Don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest that will never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.